So you have to have the Bible in there as a basis or a foundation so that it doesn't all come toppling down. We need the Bible to bring us back to the focus of the center point. Because we go around and the media is saying this and that and that, but the Bible we can say that's wrong because it says right here in the Word of God, I shouldn't be doing that, we shouldn't be doing that. The people of Israel thought that they were doing, what they were doing is fine, to sacrifice children and even have temple prostitutes. Sometimes people hesitate to read their Bibles because they say, well, I don't get much out of it. But when that happens, we just need to stop, pray, be like, all right, God, help me with this, help me through this. But that doesn't mean that we should just open up our Bible one morning like, all right, show me a verse. Hmm, Judas went out and hanged himself. I'm going to apply that one today. It doesn't work that way, really. You have to choose a passage, choose a book, find something. There's plenty of online material on track devotionals, Book of Romans this month, as Brad said. So, next, the people thought they were worshiping God because they still had the temple, they had sacrifices. But the idol worship was still there. It was when they heard the word of God that they repented. Before that, it was just like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm doing what I usually do. So they had to have the word of God there to find out what they're doing was wrong. The people had a way out and to start over once they heard the word of God. They're able to rebuild their foundation and build a new foundation by repenting of their sins and changing their actions. The second part is really important. We can repent, but without change, change excuse me, it's just meaningless. We can hear the word of God and hear the gospel and be like, all right, you know what, I'm changed, Jesus died for my sins, I'm good now. Which, that's all really important, but we can just be like, all right, here's the straight path, I'm going to walk on it. Hey, is that sin over there? I think I'm going to go that way. It just it doesn't work that way. Because we have to change and pray that God will change us and spend time with him. But this happens all the time. I mean, you come to church on Sunday, maybe even wake up that morning. All right, last Sunday I spaced out. But this Sunday, I'm going to be right there. This Wednesday, I'm going to be with it. I'm going to be with it the whole time. Take notes, remember it. But you sit there and you're like, all right, let's get out the Bible app. Oh, Facebook notifications. Hmm, what's that? Maybe like, oh, I got a text. I should probably reply. Maybe even you're just looking around because you're bored. Hmm, that's an attractive person. Are you Jewish? Because he was just really hot. Don't quote me on that. All right, so let's just, let's move on. Um. They also set them, the people of Israel also had to set themselves apart from pagans and false worshipers. They said, okay, I used to be like that. I used to do that. But now I have to do this. I have a new standard to follow. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Because God himself is in the word. And he told them, now he wanted them to live and to be set apart from the non-believers, so that people could tell that they're Christians. Were they perfect? Psh, 
No, not at all. They still sinned, but it wasn't the same. They knew their sin. They were able to repent of their sin and still have a relationship with God. They said, okay, I used to do that. They're doing that. But as for me, not as for them, but as for me, I'm going to make the right choice. I'm going to follow the good, straight, and narrow path. We can sit around here and we can play church forever. People at church may even think, you know, that's a great Christian over there. But at school, well, church is church and school is school. I can do whatever I want, be whoever I want at school. You know, Christianity, ah, leave that. But the people of Israel, they not only changed in front of others, in front of the king, in front of the priests, but in front of God. They didn't go and hide their sin and dig a hole and bury it over there. But they came before God and they were able to say, okay, help change me. And they were able to be purified in front of God, not just in front of people. Because in the end, when we die, it comes our time to go up. God's not going to be like, well, in front of people, you did really well. But behind the scenes, not so much. We're not being judged on what people saw or what people think of us, but on what we did, on our decisions and actions from those decisions. If you would turn with me, please, to 2 Timothy 2, verses 7 through 13. I'll give you a minute. All right, so I assume most of you are there by now. So, it's Paul writing here, but he says, Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Verse 11, here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So that goes back to, if you're at school and you're like, oh, are you a Christian? You're one of those people. I can't hang out with you anymore. Oh, no, I'm not a Christian. I just go to church some, you know, whatever. But it, it says right there, if you look at verse 12, second part of it is, if we disown him, he will also disown us. But if we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So I, just, I think these verses are pretty powerful, knowing, you know what, we have to endure, we have to go with it, so that we can get the end goal, the end reward, because we're not going to disown him. So I want to ask you, where is your foundation tonight? Is it on biblical truth or on falsities of the world? Are you reading the Bible for yourself? Or do you trust God to reveal himself through his word? See, we need the Bible as a foundation for our lives and to discern right from wrong. If you don't read the Bible much, I recommend just choosing a book. I like the book of John personally, but... 
Romans is this month and on track devotionals or any of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, so that you can start and have a starting point for building a foundation or having a foundation so it doesn't topple. We also need to ask ourselves, am I reading the Bible for, excuse me, is reading the Bible at the top of my priority list for the day, or is it at the bottom? Am I sitting there looking at my pile of homework going, man, there's no way I can read my Bible today, I got to get some sleep, I have to do all of this, but make it high on your priorities, make it a habit, find a time of day, excuse me, find a time of day that you can go and read your Bible. Maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's at night, maybe it's when you get home from school or after sports practice. But I think what it comes down to is trials in life, no one can prepare us for every single trial. And some trials can be extremely difficult. No one ever said, well, trials are easy, I made it through a ton. But trials are difficult. So pastors can't prepare you for every trial. But they can prepare you so that when you are in that trial, you know where to go and who to go to. The answers for every situation are in the Bible. So are you willing to read it and be prepared? Or are you going to push it to the side and not be prepared? I just think that a, a good kind of story about this, we have a science teacher at my school when he was about 10 years old, he was walking around with his brother, and a guy asked him to look for his lost puppy with him. So they went out, ends up, his brother is killed, and the science teacher at our school is beat over the head with a tire iron and left there overnight under a bridge. And he comes, his, the parents find him the next day, and they can hardly recognize him. And that was a big trial, because he had to go through the rest of life with all these scars and the hurt of having his brother die right there in front of him, but yet he got to live. And he said, you know, the Bible, or the pastors couldn't prepare me for that. But once I was in that, I was able to turn to the Bible. And that gave me the answers, is what he says. Uh, so I'll leave it at that, just to think about. It's there when you need it, whether you need it today, but just have it there as a foundation so it doesn't topple.